0: i would like to start this whole this whole podcast off with a bold move that i'm doing in real life right now okay you know uh was was that it (laughs) no that was me dropping a lens cap okay that wasn't as bold as this do you know those like starbucks pre-made canned drinks the ones that are like espresso and cream like the double shots oh i know you know those okay i have just been casually drinking those but i figured out the secret I have a glass here it's iced it's an iced drink now this morning I made coffee and forgot about it sometimes that just happens when you're busy and and you have a lot of things going on when you're a guy like me I forgot I made coffee so the coffee sat there for a really long time I went and ran errands came back and I'm like oh hey I made coffee Mm -hmm. over there so I proceeded to pour that coffee that was once hot now cold in the fridge did I say pour? Yeah, put. no, you said pour. I put pour. that, I poured all of the coffee <laughs> in the fridge and let it drip down slowly and stain everything. But I put it, it's still in the mug. I put it in the fridge for a while because I was like, I have an idea. I'm going to do this in like an hour. So I let it get cold, like super cold. Okay. And then I grabbed an espresso and cream. One of those things I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And I combined the two in an ice drink. Oof. And I realized that is what you're supposed to do what you're not supposed to drink them out of the can you're supposed to pour them in coffee it's creamer it's espresso and cream
1: well you're not no espresso is coffee though
0: yeah you're
1: not supposed to pour espresso in coffee I mean you're
0: welcome to but what happens no because when you get coffee uh-huh. and you're like add an extra shot that means add an extra shot of espresso yeah but that's those are only two espresso drinks
1: so you're just changing the ratio of espresso to milk or cream or sugar or whatever else. <laughs> I mean, it's going to... You're changing the ratio? Yeah. If, if you say I want two shots of espresso in, in a blank, that means as opposed to just one shot. Or whatever the typical amount of shots is for that beverage size.
0: I'm not sure I entirely believe you. I, I worked at a coffee shop
1: for a year and a half. You learn yeah. that like day one. So the year and a half doesn't even matter.
0: <laughs> Regardless of whatever shit you're making up about this coffee shop you may have may not have worked at, I don't know. Uh, it's a good idea and everyone should try it. I think it was a great a great move by me and it's amazing. Nice. This is the bank standing podcast. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what this is. Um, as as you may or may not know I ran the bank stand podcast. Um, I think we were doing it through 2018. It, it may have trickled into 2019. Um, right around the time I had started, uh, a a series known as by release. And then that consumed my life as it slowly turned my, my job title into YouTuber. And then I kind of put this aside for a while and we, and I never really looked back at it as much as that hurt me inside. Um but now, under the circumstance of of being lost and afraid mm-hmm. in this scary, scary world, I have uh decided that the name is going to come with me and nine rain slash Aaron. Are you who are you now that we're here? <laughs> are you are you going by your real name or your nine rain guy? Ah oh, shit, doesn't really matter. I'll go by either. Alright. Well, Whoever's watching, whatever you're most comfortable thinking about <clears throat> him as is what he is to you. But we um we want we wanted to keep the bank standard name alive because it's a really cool name. Yeah, mostly it just sounds dope. It does. It's a good there's a good ring to it or something. I don't know. Like everyone can relate to bank standard, mm-hmm. even if you have no idea what it means. You're like, you know what? I resonate with that. I think I know exactly what's going on there and uh I like it. So we brought the name with us. Yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> and I guess the reason, you know, why we started this thing for t- is really twofold. One is some kind of uh, moderate narcissism. Um, oh,
0: yeah, moderate. We'll say
1: moderate. Yep, it's a good mm-hmm. one. And uh, the second reason would be we've a- we've been asked to do this a lot, often, um, begged and pleaded, and I, I you know. Hell yeah! I so I, hit, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jimmy and I have been throwing this around for months,
0: and uh, thought it was about damn time. Um, it was about damn time. Um, I don't think I've ever gotten more questions because we we started the bank standing thing, uh, me and Helwind. Which um, you know, I talked to him. I got his blessings to to keep this name. Um, Thank you, Helwind. We was, wanted the name really badly. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> It is a, it is a really cool name. I was very it's one of my proudest names, but I know that uh you know, it was it was me and Blake who had initially uh started this this concept of like bank standing, it was just me and him for like the first 3 episodes until uh we got a guest on. Or maybe no, it was just one episode and then we got Kevin on and then we talked to him. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it was me and Blake and we were like the bank standing guys and I was like, "Damn, it doesn't feel right to just bring bank standing along and not you know get his full blessings like i'm like i'm asking to marry his daughter or something like i need that approval uh to feel right about it so we got it and and Helwind will always be an OG bank standing guy maybe we'll even get him on here a, a couple times you know just <clears throat> to have the bank standing guy the OG bank standing guy on uh but regardless the name is here we're here and we're going to make a podcast about literally whatever we we feel like and we're going to actually stick to it and and make this a thing that we don't uh leave in the dust. So.
1: Yeah. Um there, there we go. <clears throat> so I mean I guess we'll start off Jimmy. I've been mm-hmm. holding questions in that I've been just dying to ask you. Really? But I've been saving them for the podcast. You have a list? No. <laughs> just like a it's less of a list and more of like a okay. amorphous blob in my deep memory somewhere um okay you're graduating soon
0: that yeah i'm in uh 10 days from right now 10 days i will be a college graduate i'm no longer a student of any institution
1: it's cinco de mayo today isn't it
0: it is cinco de mayo Ah,
1: that's nice
0: wouldn't know Haven't been outside.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. What do you, tell us a little bit, uh, a little bit
0: about your, you're doing film. What's your degree? Yeah. 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 I, okay. I should be, I should be here. Here's the perfect case scenario that I've been wanting to go through with for a long time is I plan on coming here and, uh, you know, going to school for film. That was my, that was my thing. Very bold move to most people thinking about going to school for film. And I knew it going in, but you know what? It's kind of worked itself out a little bit because I was active with it. And now I have a bunch of nerd virgins, uh, alongside me. We're all one in the same and we, we like RuneScape somewhat kind of. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it, I use film in that sense, and, it, and it, it's worked out a lot, so I was really excited to kind of use uh, that whole platform as almost like a resume portfolio thing, and go to, like, LA or New York, and just feel it out, get connected, and start it up, um, but, you know, according to the internet's information, um, not the best move to do. And no one's hiring. Because the subway
1: there. there, that's why. Are there even production studios in New York?
0: Yeah. I, I went to New York this past summer and I toured studios, mostly in the, uh, I, why, I don't know why, I can't remember the actual tower's name, but the NBC studios, I saw the Saturday Night Live set, uh, Jimmy Fallon set, like they're all ran out of one building pretty much, like the major NBC ones, but yeah. then there's also, you know, it's a huge theater place down there. So everyone's running around that district, theater district,
1: right? right. Yeah, there's a lot of um, like stage acting and and stuff on that side of the world or the continent. Yeah, I don't know because I'm I'm only familiar with the LA side of things, and it's the like it's a really small world. Everything's within like, I don't know, like four or five blocks from one another. Like,
0: yeah, it's so condensed. Dude. Yeah, where I worked
1: it... in Burbank was a bunch of the major, just on my block, was a bunch of the major um, production studios. And then, like, if they weren't on our street, they were just around the corner. My Home Depot was right next to, uh, like, the Warner Brothers. And then just down the road, like, a stone's throw down the road was Disney. It was all, I mean, it's all right in one tiny little area around, like, Burbank and, north hollywood and um yeah so i I would assume for the sake of convenience new york is much the same way where everything's kind of centralized
0: oh god dude it's new york new york is like the most compact area i've ever experienced it's like you you people say that before you visit like they'll, they'll give you like a like a precursor before you go there like look It's very busy. You might want to, you know, plan out some routes before you start doing anything. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? You know? And then you get there and you're like, oh, I really should have planned out some routes and plans before I got here uh, because I did not take that seriously. And everything is so... It's so close, but it also takes you 45 minutes to go a mile uh, anywhere you want to What you want to do uh, by vehicle. Uh, So you have to walk everywhere you want to go. So... You know, it just, your whole plans, if you're not prepared, just change immediately as soon as you find out what New York is. How, um, how many times have you been to New York? I went as a kid, like twice, and then the first time as an adult this past summer. Mm. Yeah. Like a little baby kid? Like a like a like little, child? Little, yeah, I was a child. Mm. Little baby. Did not you go specifically
1: just to, stu- to tour the studios this past
0: time? Yeah, this past summer I was just I just went down there to like get a get a feel of the atmosphere, you know, just because mm-hmm. it's you know that's all you hear uh, when you're in the film industry, like you know L.A. New York, L.A. New York. It's did you did you, l- did you like New York? I liked a lot of parts of it, but I also hated a lot of parts of it because it's a it's a scary scary place, <laughs> uh, in in certain areas, and it's also very intimidating and expensive. God damn it, it is expensive to live there (laughs) holy shit dude uh everything is is very prices are jacked up um i may i may have gotten a little spoiled living in the midwest for the last four years um and not remembered what prices of things are because everything's a lot cheaper uh around these parts Hmm. but did you like new york dude did you like the Mm -hmm. vibe i i think i did i did like the vibe um It was just, everyone's on a mission there. You're walking around the street, and if you need to go from... Everyone's got a point A to point B. No one's dilly-dallying. No one's fucking around like, oh, let's have a great day outside. Everyone's, get the fuck out of my way. Don't look at me. Don't don't even breathe near me. It's amazing (laughs) that uh, people even started spreading this this, uh, this subway thing around uh, because everyone seems to avoid each other but they can't everyone yearns to just never be by people in new york in like the most compact city yeah but you know <laughs> that's just their attitude no one's nice
1: even like the little time i spent around the city was, it was just kind of dirty and there are a lot of people and then the people that you did see look like they didn't want you to be there you are you're an obstacle yeah, in their day and i don't think I passed one person that didn't have earbuds in and was just like straight lining eyes ahead. They didn't, they didn't look at you. Yeah. They didn't acknowledge you. It was like, I need to be somewhere. Born and raised in Austin. We're pretty, we're pretty laid back as far as cities go. And the people here are pretty kind (laughs) and uh, you know, we got a lot more space and there's trees and the sky is blue so, you know, we got those things going for us and uh sky's blue, dude. Yeah. Well I mentioned that because when I lived in LA the sky was not blue. Um and I What's didn't the never LA see sky. The sk-
0: huh? What's the LA sky it's color? Brown.
1: Brown? Yeah, from most like half dust and half smog. When you're what flying part of LA were you in? Uh Burbank. You can see the cloud of brown hovering around LA. Upon landing. So
0: nice. Yeah, I actually Love wonder that.
1: if in the quarantine, if circumstances have changed. I mean, I bet there's a lot less pollution in the air, a lot less people driving. Nothing kills the soul like sitting in traffic.
0: I, I've experienced the uh, the clusterfuck of of highways and all of the rapid maneuvers that you have to take if you're uh, if you're lucky enough to not be in traffic. I, I went down there a few times to. Um, like the Newport area Mm -hmm. and around there and you know I I usually went down there for for beach things because growing up in in Las Vegas it was four and a half hour drive Mm -hmm. and uh you know I I probably went down there maybe once every two months or something um if that but good god dude it was a nightmare everywhere uh because if it was not stuck in traffic uh stop and go for eight hours it was uh you know people on your left and right are going 90 miles per hour uh trying i think to deliberately kill somebody else uh because you know there's just not a lot going on in their life and they need to <laughs> get some excitement so yeah. that was my uh LA highway ex- like re- memories i guess that's all i think about it's just you're never safe california drivers i feel like that's a saying around like the united states most
1: drivers i you know i like i bet I bet a lot of other places have their bad drivers. I don't know, maybe not the Midwest. They're kind of, I feel like you guys would be pretty chill. We
0: have minimum speed signs. Do you have those? No, but I like that idea. That sounds great. People drive slow here. People have to be told that (laughs) there's a legal speed that you need to at least hit Hmm. if you're driving. It says like 70 and 40. Like you need to be between forty and seventy. That that that's so, that's your range.
1: I mean, is that maybe? Are you in an agrarian part of the world? Like, do they maybe are they running tractors and shit on the road? And is that to like deter big machinery that can't hit those speeds, or
0: possibly? I don't know, dude. I really don't. I know there is some. I've I've driven on the the I seventy from from Kansas to to Nevada mm-hmm. uh, like four times now and i've seen uh certain signs that say shit like that but just the regular highways here i they say it they still say it and i i don't know why hmm. i have no idea i've never seen uh fucking freddy from mcgrubber's farm uh come down and drive his tractor in front of traffic and cause road rage or anything like it, it's not hmm. a common thing around here as far as i know uh but i think it's literally just because people just don't want to go where they're going and so they just take it real <laughs> slow or something i don't i don't know hmm. i have no idea um but anyway basically that whole thing is segueing into i'm probably gonna be moving to to texas hell most yeah likely, brother hell yeah i pressured i pressured nine rain uh to be okay with that to to live near him um and it made me feel like i had a friend in my life I'm, uh because i've never had one before very so it was manipulative. a really cool experience yeah 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 very so appreciate it yeah appreciate you manipulating me into thinking that you're my friend and then me pressuring you uh to take it far enough to let me move near you once i get done with this whole college thing that was really kind and considerate yeah of you. yeah yeah anytime um, man you're a good guy i wouldn't say that but uh <laughs> It's exciting. That's an exciting thing. Not LA or New York, that's for sure. But I think I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of very okay with that. uh, And just going somewhere completely different that I never thought I'd be moving for a year and just uh, making shit. Just making content. Maybe yeah, even well, working out a 7-Eleven or something in the meantime. Who knows?
1: Hell yeah. We don't have those. We, well, no, we do still. There's I'll a couple. start one. Most of them turned into... I don't know, like who took over Valero? Probably Disney. Slammed everybody out in Exxon.
0: Probably Disney. They own everything. Yeah,
1: Disney owns Valero. Uh, That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although technically, I think I heard that as of like yesterday was May the fourth, and I was told that Disney said something along the lines of, "If you tweet, May the fourth be with you," Disney said, "We own your tweet." No, they didn't. I think they said that.
0: They can monetize your tweet.
1: I don't know about that, but I think they said something along the lines of "That's our intellectual property." If you say "May the fourth be with you,"
0: makes sense. That my is a, initial that reaction is was slogan. "Fuck you, Disney." <laughs> yeah, that was my re- that's that's my reaction about a lot of things with um, Disney. And
1: apparently, there was some uh, a lot of people on the internet, like Twitter, who started tweeting sexual things with may the 4th be with you oh, so they're all hot. just like weirdly sexual so they are like claim this disney
0: that's super <laughs> hot you can have my tweet now let me ask you this have you ever had a personal uh conflict with disney before
1: a personal conflict
0: with so, disney d- like disney directly affecting you and your whether it be your content or something of that sort um i don't think
1: so not that I'm aware of I mean I I there's probably companies that Disney owns that I'm not aware that they own said company and maybe Yeah. Um, they
0: own every every company at this point. Yeah. So um,
1: there's a chance, but I don't think what about you? Have you ever I, run yeah, in with I, Disney?
0: I've got I've got heavy beef with, with Disney. Um they <laughs> that heavy beef. I think it was episode twenty one of my buy release series. Uh, and I oh, put. Oh! Didn't they try and take William Tell
1: Overture or something?
0: They tried to take, uh, like, the most famous chords of of Beethoven's of all time, and oh, it was it was right. about a six second clip of a. Keep in mind, this isn't Disney's property. Uh, it was gotten from a a licensed music site, uh, and it <laughs> I had rights to use that song. Um, and it was just the good old fashioned, dun 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 dun, dun 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 That Disney just said mine. And Disney, they've bribed YouTube. They they have to have. They've they had to have come to YouTube and be like, look, I know you like money. We do too, and we could probably win in most money scenarios that you throw at us. <laughs> like any any money in thing, a money
1: fight, we've uh, got a lot of moxie
0: we've got a lot of that. Uh you will not win. So let's come to an agreement here anything. Any music made before that whole 1920 business in copyright laws, that's ours now. So what they did is they hired uh a, an orchestra and this orchestra has published um it, I think it's like some literally the like some some Chicago Tribune and they uh they just Performed a bunch of songs, like Beethoven, Mozart, uh, Bach, everything. They they published it and put it on Spotify and uh, iTunes for sale. Just since, so it would be in their algorithm and they could jack your money? Just so that the automatic detection system of audio will pick up anything similar, which is uh, oh my god. every rendition of every Mozart oh and Beethoven. My god. And so, that my is the least surprising thing I've heard today. So, the bit in the video was great. I, it was just, it was very random. And granted, I could have just been like, oh, fuck you guys, and removed the six second clip. But I'm a stubborn asshole. So, I went in and, uh, y- you know, I, I appealed it with all of the evidence of saying, hey, this is the track I used. This is not by this, uh, this is not this performance that it's marked under. Um, Mm -hmm. And and Disney did not reply to it, um, and they kept my video on escrow for 30 days. Uh, And and if you don't reply to the copyright claim in 30 days, the person who's disputing it automatically wins. So for 30 days, they just did not acknowledge this this claim uh, dispute, and it took 30 days to get back uh, the rights to my video for that six-second Da-na-na-na, that they tried wow, taking
1: that's so cool man
0: it was awesome dude so the next video uh being an asshole like i was i did an ad i think it was for oh man i think it was nordvpn i, I did an <clears> ad for nordvpn and uh at the very end of it i was just like this is by release and you're watching mickey mouse baby and i drew the mickey mouse thing that the Disney Channel people do. They you know, like, hey it's me, yeah. Cole Sprouse, you're watching yep. Sweet Life with zach and <laughs> Cody baby. Yeah. And they fucking draw the Mickey Mouse ears in the corner of the screen. So I just put that in as like a little petty thing. Uh and it was it was worth it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Nice. Fuck Disney. I hate Disney dude. They're terrible yeah, people.
1: I'm not a big fan. I liked it back in the day, but they've seemed to have trampled all over what Walt was trying to do. Man, he's pro poor Walt. He's probably rolling in his grave
0: just like steve jobs dude they're the, the, the two guys steve
1: <sighs> uh the copyright for mickey mouse is like expiring soon i don't know if expiring is the correct term but e- expiring they've already renewed it i think twice in the history of disney because um, copyrights were ori- originally designed to not outlast like the life of the person who originally copyrighted it. Um and so Mickey Mouse probably would happen what will happen is Disney will rebuy the copyright for like billions. I don't know. Or Mickey Mouse is gonna become public
0: domain. Mickey Mouse will not become public domain. Maybe. I know for a fact of life. That Mickey Mouse will never be public domain. <laughs> I don't
1: know, dude. Disney has a habit of losing assets and not stepping on everyone else's IPs. Oh, wait. No, no, no. It's the exact opposite. You're right. They're not going to lose Mickey Mouse. Right. They would rewrite laws before they lost Mickey Mouse.
0: Copyright sucks. It's just a part of being a video maker, which both of us are. Yeah. How's that been treating you?
1: Not. <laughs> not so, treating you? Um. I, I mean... What do you mean? Like the uh, making money on YouTube?
0: Yeah, you finally got monetized, right?
1: Yeah, that was a nightmare for a year. Yeah. And it was not my fault. No. To be clear, there was Never literally nothing I could do about it, except everything I did. And it still took a year to be resolved. I was persistent for a year with Google AdSense. Um, through my only form of communication, which is email, uh unfortunately they called it i think a glitch which what the fuck is a glitch (laughs) that's the most bullshit untechnical term (laughs) oh it's just a glitch in our system that doesn't mean anything that means somebody fucked up that's what that means with the amount of
0: views you started getting you mm -hmm. probably missed out on on a couple thousand dollars for sure
1: yeah i had well over uh a million views by the time uh I got monetized they're not gonna back pay me i'm a content no. <laughs> creator on youtube they don't give a fuck so um I, it doesn't bother me i mean oh it was, of course it why, was, would
0: it, why would it bother you you know it was it
1: was frustrating to go through but oh yeah i'm, I'm mostly just glad that's behind me anyways and, and now that we got monetized uh now we have this um apocalypse ravaging the earth Advertisers are not spending money because they don't have any money because nobody's working and nobody has money. And uh, so advertisers are not spending money on ads. So YouTube's not making as much money. And for some reason, YouTube can just decide, you know what? We're paying everybody 60% less this
0: month. Yeah, it's bad. It is just Period. Terrible. Your CPM now sucks ass. Yeah. Thanks, YouTube. I love it. It makes me feel really good. I'm not getting less views. Nope. I'm still running just as many ads. Look, I'm not one to ever talk about myself. I'm a very humble guy, but people like me a lot. (laughs) Like, I'm a really, really cool guy, and I'm still getting views. People are still liking my stuff, and... And YouTube's like, man, that doesn't really matter to us at all. And uh, yeah, CPM has never been lower. So yeah. I love it.
1: Every time it seems like weekly, every time I open up YouTube, they have a new bar uh, of suggested, not not suggested, promoted, paid for content that is taking the place of the home page. Well, you don't love it. <laughs>
0: what it means? They did it for you.
1: I, well, allegedly, They yeah. know
0: you better than you know
1: yourself. Well, and the stuff that really bothers me is when they just foist content on everybody that YouTube decides, that their executive decides like, oh, we're going to make a bar that's called Staying at Home. And the Stay at Home things going to have these five videos on it. Who asked for that? And what they, you idiots! What idiots are clicking on that? If you're clicking on these videos, please stop, because you're telling YouTube, because <laughs> you're telling YouTube that they're doing a good job. I don't know if yeah. you're on your mobile device and you slip and you exit like, oh shit, and you open it up and they get a view from you. D- dislike it
0: and move on. <laughs> Susan is just flexing in the I, mirror every morning, knowing I, how good of an idea everything she comes up with is.
1: I yeah I don't understand it at all. You know what the and, worst
0: part about YouTube is? The uh, worst
1: part. Viewers.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone watching and yeah. listening first and foremost. No, what well, what's bad, the worst bad part? Bad people. Uh, second worst, I guess you could say, is uh, the trending page. Ooh, holy shit! You, yeah, the... I don't think I've ever been more upset looking at a a, a page on the internet more Who? than scrolling through that. It's terrible. Who watches that? Children, children cl- who clicks on those videos?
1: And children, if they're children, millions they, of
0: people. If they millions should, of people.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Fuck. I don't know any of them. They don't ex- I am not not even sure they ex- I've never met someone who watches the page. Well, we're not in middle page. school
0: anymore, so I, I would hope you don't look if don't they're middle anyone. schoolers.
1: That yeah. content is not child friendly. They need to get off the platform. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Susan.
0: Susan hates you, dude. <laughs> Just want to let you well, know. I know it's a harsh reality because you really looked up to Susan, but man, she fucking lot, hates you, dude. We get along fine, Jimmy. That's what you think. That's what you think. Yeah, she's but playing, that's man. why she thinks she knows you so well, and here you are, upset. Mm. So what? What? What I'm getting at here is you're not enjoying YouTube being a creator. I,
1: I am enjoying it as much as. You hate it as much as I can.
0: Um, it's a good time sometimes.
1: It's, you know, I'm still, I still don't take it for granted, I will say, because this didn't exist 15 years ago. You couldn't make videos and just throw them up somewhere and a year later have something from that. I mean, there's a lot more work involved than just the video creation process, but. Um, YouTube makes it pretty simple, uh, but but yeah. I, I don't like where they're headed. No, I don't think anyone does, except for no. maybe MSNBC, CNN, Fox, all these companies that are just throwing money at them to get on their homepage. They
0: like it. Oh, they're enjoying it mm-hmm. thoroughly. I that I think that's what it is. Is is the uh, actual industry of filmmaking and television. Are like just now glancing over and be like, wait a second, that YouTube thing looks pretty cool. We should probably look into that a little bit. Yeah. Once they started looking over and being like, wait a second, people are watching that over there. Let's uh, let's let's go check that out for a second. Hold on. Yeah. Let's get involved. Well, I mean, think what, of it
1: like this: like, what, what, we don't think twice nowadays when we see a YouTube video with a hundred thousand views. No. No, I, we don't even think twice.
0: I, I bet there's upset. some
1: Netflix originals that would kill for 100,000 views.
0: So, we're like really cool then in Netflix's eyes.
1: Uh yeah. I uh, co- I mean, and as as far as like overhead and cost, we're creating stuff that people are watching in a higher demand than mainstream big company huge project out like outlets.
0: Now that we've uh, established YouTube is a terrible place to be, Hmm. um, which is also the reason we're, me anyway, that I have any sort of income. Uh, I am, for one, looking forward to not making exclusively RuneScape videos anymore. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you are still... You've had a few ideas. I we did that tarkov video together the ranger rick tarkov video Mm -hmm. and that was so fun it was so much work that was a that was a two three month process of making that video and making it right but good god i adore that video yeah that will have a special place in my heart as the first non runescape video i ever made and it was so fun how's it doing right now like Um, 45k something like that yeah it's at like 47k now uh it it went up a lot more after i did a video with general sam uh people came over to check out my stuff and i mean not people that came from him are not necessarily interested in runescape shit so that's the video they all clicked on and they loved it and it was like holy shit uh i need more of that please uh so it's it's so weird, dude. I feel like it's every community, though. I I thought it was just the old school community that was like very particular about uh, what they want to see from creators. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the case. It's it's all games have their set uh, need for a creator to just continue making one um, game videos on one game. Yeah, because I talked. Uh, to Sam about it pretty extensively because he found himself in a very similar hole uh, with Skyrim, and then I think with Rust. Oh right, as well. didn't he do VR
1: Skyrim stuff?
0: Yeah, he did. He did oh, like my. strictly those, Skyrim, dude. Those
1: the VR Skyrim stuff that he made was like some of the first General Sam content that I saw years ago.
0: Yeah, it's got they've got millions of views. It was crazy. They're and, freaking uh, hilarious. Yeah. And so he was, for a long time, just the Skyrim guy. And he didn't want to be the Skyrim guy. That's
1: weird. I would have never thought of him as like a Skyrim guy. But I, I mean, he had such a big body of work at the time that most of it has to do with... So here's the thing. It has mostly to do with audience expectation. And I have the same standards for content creators or platforms or wherever I show up to get what, whatever I want to see. If I show up to a platform, or whether that's a YouTube channel or a Twitch stream or uh, Netflix or whatever you're using, and what is there is different than what you had seen before and what you wanted, then obviously you're going to be like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. I came for X and this is Y. And uh, if you're a YouTube channel that just has a bunch of other videos on it, then people will show up and be, and immediately you're not betraying their expectations because they show up and go, oh, they do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so really there's probably just like a hump you have to get through where you got to build there up is. a kind of a
0: body of work on your channel and then I'll, and then you're good to go. Right. And I think it's also a matter of making sure that I'm drawing people in because of who I am rather than the game I'm playing. And I think I've done a decent job at it, hence why... I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect that video to get 47K views. Uh, people don't necessarily click on things that are not the norm uh, from what they expect. So that was... I was, like, very, very happy with how it did. Um, and that was exactly what you were just saying, is what Sam told me, is there's going to be a low... You're going to hit a low point before you start seeing a rise. Um, do, do you specifically
1: write content like is this part of your um thought process when you're writing content do you sometimes write stuff that you um design specifically with with the thought in mind that i i want to entertain people with my personality and my jokes as opposed to
0: the game that i'm playing i think it more comes from, uh, I think yes in a way, but I think the, the thought process is a little different. It's, uh, can, I think what, what I normally approach it with is, can everyone understand this? If people okay. find yeah. this yeah, video yeah. and they're not familiar with RuneScape, will they comprehend this joke? Which, it's okay to make like exclusive uh, RuneScape context-related jokes, yep. but at the end of the day... I'm very happy because a lot of my audience either does not play RuneScape anymore or used to play it when they were um, a a kid or they have never played it. So the fact that uh, I have those guys, it's like I need to keep them in mind. And also I love those kind of people because they're way more open to other content. It means that they're there not because of RuneScape because otherwise they'd be watching you know PKing videos or whatever. Uh, but they're watching me do the quests in the game (laughs) like that's not (laughs) necessarily content people are interested in uh and that's all the series is and I'm glad to have an audience that has doesn't have to have all the context in the world um so I, I I take that and I'm I'm gonna continue doing that with other games um which it was difficult to do with Tarkov um because I was talking to Kevin about it, and I think that's what threw him off, is because just even though uh, if you watch the video back, it doesn't uh, pertain to any Tarkov mechanics, uh, but I think the fact that we had to work around Tarkov mechanics so hard to make it immersive. A, a story. A story, and and Tarkov's mechanics <clears throat> really prevent people from doing that. Yep. Uh, that's what made it so difficult. But when I showed him footage from... Red Dead and the concept I was doing uh, for that that I'm still like in the works for. Just because Red Dead, you need no context whatsoever the way it's set up. There's nothing in your way when you turn all the HUD off. You're literally just watching an animated Western scene yep. uh, and whatever happens, happens. And it's <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, dude,
1: that makes me want to play some Red Dead. I'm Dude,
0: I'm, after we're done
1: here, we'll fucking yeah, hop on. Who I'm, I'm being careful with playing other games because I want to save my... <clears throat> original experiences for footage like yeah. I want that sense of wonder of me discovering the game mm-hmm. to be part of the video yeah um, and so I hesitate to dive into a lot of games because I think to myself i want to I want to make content with this and then I look at my next three weeks and <laughs> I'm like. Already, I have so much footage sitting around that still needs to be edited from
0: X, Y, and Z. It keeps me from playing other games, dude. When we got into Far Cry, neither of us made a video with it, and we played that so much and had so many different ideas for what to do. That was, uh, that was what is like the best way to look at it is through our Far Cry experience because we both got the game. I played it like a day before (laughs) you and then told you about it, and then you got it, so we hopped in each other's games. And actually, no, I think we got it on the same day. And uh, Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, we just started hopping in the co-op stuff. And there were so many funny things that happened. And we got all this footage. And we just My didn't know what God. to do with it. One
1: part where you drive off of a... Uh, you're on the hood. And I drove off of the road down to this guy fishing by the water. And something exploded. And, I, dude, like the moments in that game, I was dying of
0: laughter. It's so funny, dude. So many I remember, yeah, I was times. fishing. You were driving, and I was just—I had a fishing pole, and I was just trying to like snag onto things on the top of the the roof. Yeah. And we flew through the air. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's it's such a goofy game, but I feel like uh, that experience—it was like, wow, we really do need to start thinking about this shit more because we went in and had all this fun, but then we still didn't know what to do with all the footage because we didn't go in with like an idea. Like a pitch. So, yeah. it's just finding a style that works with different games because it's not... uh, I think that's what makes it different than RuneScape because RuneScape, you can do either um, a concept after the fact when you record shit or you can do it while you're doing it with live commentary and, you know, you can just kind of work with footage whereas in other games, you kind of have to have a game plan before you go in. Well,
1: Uh, and and we're so practiced in RuneScape. Like, the whole point is you're the whole point of the game is progression yeah and it's achieving whatever arbitrary goal right so all you have to do for a pitch is say i achieved blank and then throughout the video show why it's important and then you know make the journey entertaining so yeah. where so where at the end of the video it always has a payoff of Hey, we did the thing. And whatever the thing is, is largely irrelevant. Like, yeah, One Kick Rick is the perfect example of that. I killed the farmer <laughs> at the chicken farm. And it was pretty damn hype in episode <laughs> it <was> two. <laughs> it was... I get comments about that fight more than almost anything else I've made.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And it was a parody and the whole thing was ironic, and I, it just i, I, I do not know—I set it up as the like ultimatum, the big goal, and then I just made sure I didn't overtrain, so there was at least a chance that I died in the fight. And I, I just went and went for it, and uh, it, it just turned out pretty okay.
0: Yeah, but it and, is a—that's a good point, though. It's like I—I I feel like it's. Uh... It's very easy to come up with... I, I wouldn't say easy. It's it's easier than other games to come up with concepts through RuneScape because it is, it is all progress and achievement. You're like, okay, I want to get from this point, uh, from the account to this point, and I can publish a video all about that and right. call it a day. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: and there's like a... Ru- RuneScape at a glance seems like a really simple, basic kind of lacking game. Yeah. But it, it has to be the most complex in-depth game as far as breadth of content that exists. Yeah, it's true. I The amount of time you have to spend to even have a moderately passable account by the community standards is insane. I, I wonder the amount of content that runescape youtubers put up as a whole and streamers do, are we just like the most content rich little
0: like niche on the internet yeah i we've we've got to be dude i i mean it's it's weird to think about but yeah i mean there's probably more content produced for Runescape than there is most other games, other yeah. than obviously like the mainstream games that get yeah, people. Like Minecraft would kick our kick ass. Well, yeah, those right. Numbers for yeah. example,
1: but Runescape, like, <laughs> it's just you. Ke- I keep finding more channels of people who have been creating content for
0: years. Yeah, I want to get out of it so bad. I would love to get out of, <laughs> to get out of- <laughs> Runescape, uh, <laughs> dude. Did you did you make any Runescape? videos before you came back? When did you come back? Like 2018? I started playing again, I think late in 2018. So you never
1: made content on RuneScape prior to that? The first One Kick Rick video I ever made was my first RuneScape video and is still my most successful. Yeah. You (laughs) you shocked the world. That was a year and three months ago, something like that. It came out I believe late January of 2019, there's a thousand things I would do, not differently, but better. Of course. (laughs) I hope so by now. It's really quite bad. Yeah. As an overall like video. If I was grading for video creator school, I would not give it a good grade. But the (laughs) idea, I actually get lost in the weeds. Like that's something I have to remind myself often is, uh, to slow my roll on some of the edits and and
0: the vid- and the editing really, I can overdo it like mad. That's just yeah. That's the way that the, the, uh, the creative mind works, is you you overthink everything. Well, and then
1: you and then you like as you get better, you keep expecting more every single video. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I love it. Feels so yeah. good. I'm at least glad that it's everybody is in the same boat. Well a lot of the good creators that i respect and have talked to all say the same thing where they're like yeah man i just it's it's a struggle because every video i feel like needs to be better than the last
0: yeah and there's there's no way to figure it out like you can always have a sense if it's going to be better but there's no way to know if it's going to be better until you post it to the public and they tell you <laughs> whether or not <laughs> right, it's right, your best video right it's so hard because yeah because rarely
1: does your favorite video line up with what su- the most successful video you've had is speaking of what's your favorite
0: video you've ever made there's something about that that video i made with with Jad because of how different of a production process it was compared oh, to sketch. like the sketch the sketch yeah just taking a current event that happened and drawing out uh, coming up with a shot list and going in and thinking about different camera tricks I can I can do uh right. because I hadn't made a skit like that in like 2 years and that's how I got started and and going in and going in on uh two of my accounts one of them uh just filming the other one I'm like bringing in all these like objects and stuff and, and dressing this dude up to look like a snarky asshole uh, and have like the, uh, I think it was like the stronghold of security book, something like that just to make him have like the reading a book animation and then editing it so that like, it looks like he's looking up and down at the book, like up and down, up and down uh, like as if he's like lecturing Jad sitting in a fucking bench in his, in this like office room Uh, that was so fun to make. And it, it paid off so well, and it, it still to this day uh, is like in the last five months has performed better than any other by release episode I've put up. What? And it was, really? Yeah. What's yeah. it at now? hundred and eighty-six k views. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Just and it wasn't. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a ton of fun. I think it was almost a little too long for what I would have liked. Um, it's around like the seven minute mark. yeah that is a bit long uh, yeah it's definitely longer than the average skit but it worked out great i think like looking back uh it it made me realize how much i've progressed uh in terms of presenting pace and uh it was good it was it was clean it was it was fun it was so fun to make and it was some good editing
1: yeah that that shit
0: was clean it was one of those videos where i really did put together like a more formal production process like uh like pre-production in that I had a shot list I went in on final draft and had a whole like just just for my own sake like I went in to test myself and I had a whole formatted script like a traditional uh screenplay kind of kind of deal went yeah. in did all the voice acting uh like how you would normally put together uh voice lines doing one character at a time Uh, And then mashing it together so that it sounds like a natural conversation. It was so fun. It was so fun. It was so different. Uh, It was just like a perfect opportunity to do. And that's what made it unique. Because like by release, I've got the shit laid out. I can do that nonstop until I finish the goal of the series. Whereas this was a current event. It was happening. I published this. I wrote it like the day after uh, this whole thing happened in the community. And then published it two days uh, after I wrote it. So it was like... It all came together perfectly and it was just like one of those things that that came to me out of nowhere. Um and it just showed I showed myself that I had kind of progressed as a creator and uh, I still I still had it baby. I still had yeah. it going on. So it was cool. It was, yeah, a good, it was deal. good.
1: I like your skit writing. Yeah, more than your other writing, but not cuz the other writing's bad, but might just be personal taste.
0: Um You fucker. You better like all. Well, you better like all my writing. I'm the best writer, you know. Probably, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, writing writing is so different though for the shit I do for by release because I take like a Freeman's mind um take the on hell it. Hell does Have, that mean? You ever seen Freeman's Mind? It's like the show? best. It's like the best machinima series ever made, in my opinion. It's uh Half Life played half-life before
1: i mean i i'm familiar i've never actually played it but i've seen a lot of half-life i know right. what it is so it's like it's just the, a machinima in half-life
0: it, in a way it, it's like uh the, the character in half-life is gordon oh, freeman. freeman okay right. yep so it's gordon freeman and this guy uh, i think it's like accursed farms or something that's that's the, that's the guy's name he goes in uh and just plays through he plays through he probably plays with without any commentary uh, just raw footage from in-game and you can tell by the way he plays he's setting himself up for jokes and stuff uh, and and the whole premise of the series is it's Gordon Freeman's thoughts through everything just raw uncut footage like no cuts for jokes or anything just wow. straight gameplay all the way through the entire game uh, and he just writes a script and I he can goes see how in. that's exactly what you're doing right I'd go in <clears throat> and I'd I'm, like, taking note, and I'm doing things, like, uh, in-game, focusing on things, like, maybe even dragging out a shot a little longer than normal uh, to remind myself, like, make this joke here, you know, like, yep. or I'll go voiceover uh, in OBS real quick, I'll be like, you know, uh, make the joke about uh, this guy being an idiot and looking like a, like a Beastie Boys rapper, you know, whatever, yep. and, uh, and then I'll make it uh, in a more, like, professional way and deliver it so it's actually funny and yeah. it's i don't know it's a it's it's such a different writing process but it's i like i great. like doing
1: that uh i kind of do something similar to the to that with Iron Man mhm but it doesn't quite work with White Wolf yeah cuz White Wolf is so much about just i mean it's just get a kill next level get a kill next level get a kill next level yeah. and then once you get to another like level of uh, item breakpoints, or we need to go do a quest, then there's some explaining involved, and it's much more me taking players through the game mechanics. yeah, Iron Man, I like that kind of Freeman's mind approach, where I do a lot of dumb shit, <laughs> yeah, in Iron Man, and say things that are irrelevant to the game, yeah. That are just my thoughts exactly while i'm doing stuff uh as opposed to recording clips of me saying yes i got this level and then the next clip is me <laughs> yeah. saying i'm gonna go over here and do this thing because we need to unlock this to get this and then the next clip is like hey i'm unlocking this you know <laughs> um, right which is a great again that's kind of what i'm doing with the white wolf uh because i realized. There's too much... I have way too much to do in the White Wolf to spend time on the Freeman's Mind stuff.
0: I don't have time to do that in a video. I end up cutting all of it. Yeah, it's also PvP-based. And I know the three PvP videos I've made, it's like you need to do some live commentary about Mm -hmm. what's going on, like your reaction, because that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't... Unless you're like... You're you're a, a narrative guy. You you build narratives around the story, so it's like you've got that style where you'll have the live commentary, and then you'll jump into you know the whole uh, the the narration version of you that's explaining. That's what ju- this is what just happened. So now I'm gonna yeah. go do this, like you know, and you know you got the jokes in between coming from the narrator most out of everything. So yeah,
1: I I wish I I, I like that I. Now I have a character that I always use for me as the narrator. That's been kind of fun to have. I kind of wish it was me on camera. I don't yeah. know if that would work though. Could green screen it up, baby? I'm Let's gonna get it going. I, I, I plan on probably trying it, but I don't want to try it in the middle of White Wolf because I I like the video to have its consistency, and it almost has a. Uh, have you are you familiar with The Witcher? Wait, no, you watched The Witcher. Oh, well, I'm familiar, baby. Right. it has a it has a Yaskier Geralt, like dual character. Yeah, I have the narrator Yaskier, who's making jokes and telling stories and stuff. And then I have the White Wolf character, who so I'm actually Yaskier, and the White Wolf is actually Geralt, and I get to you know kind of
0: tell that story. That's super right. fun. I like doing that a lot. <clears throat> yeah it's just like little things that you kind of develop in your head, but it's fun. runescape video making is fun I feel like i've been i mean I've been making runescape videos for the last six years yeah and it's taken a while to get this whole gist of narrator and writing down for it and it's worked out great and now all I want to do is it's just not <laughs> just do something new. Just not necessarily that. It's like I want to take this, these things I've learned, and like expand the the creative freedom of it. You know, like there's so much more I could be doing with this, uh, kind of style that I've I've learned to like myself. Because that's one of the hardest parts about being a creator (laughs) is like figuring out what really works and that you're happy with. And now that I've found it. And people like it. I'm like, all right, let's see what else I can do. Come on, let's go. Let's go journey. But it's just getting everyone on board for that is where the complications come in.
1: Yeah. And I'm totally... I never wanted to be a RuneScape content creator. I don't think anyone ever truly Uh, Well, actually, that's not true. There's a lot of people who that is their goal when they set out. That's true. All they play is RuneScape and all they want to do is create RuneScape videos, which is a fine thing to want. And there's like (laughs) Tor Vesta... As that's all he wants to do, and he's kicking ass at it. It's kicking everyone's ass at it. Right, literally. Now I'm at a point where, like, I like the two series that I have. If I was maybe a little more organized or a little more, maybe a little more disciplined, I don't know if I could put out more content than I do. That's because I actually seem to hit a creative wall i don't know if this is true for you but i put so much into the videos that i make i don't know that i could do more and i feel like uh behind less them. of a wall more of a cage <laughs> i guess yeah, okay. i feel like uh, well a cage is just walls and a roof <laughs> yeah it's a metaphor what for
0: what's your what's your plan are you gonna come out with
1: i'm just gonna experiment dude
0: yeah i'm gonna experiment with non-runescape videos for sure i what's what's next probably red dead all the all the different ideas i've had for that uh and knowing that like if you watch freeman's mind that concept with like thinking out loud with a character in game i've like experimented with a few parts of it and there's so many funny things that happen in that game i'm like i gotta do it this is gonna be the next one
1: is that pretty much just a solo player experience though um
0: in a way but it's it's also online
1: production as well
0: oh yeah it's all pretty much uh like all the narration and everything it's it's all in post that's like writing like looking back just how i do for by release it's like you record it and then you look back and see like what can i make of this right and uh but with red dead it's going to be a little more specific because like with by release i've got the quest laid out for me it's not going to change it's set in stone so red dead completely randomly generated npcs areas conditions everything so i almost have to have a little more planning going in with like what i want an end goal to be yeah you're like you need that pitch the video is about blank because it ends at blank right and uh so that's kind of what i've been thinking about and once i get that down uh more specifically of what i want to do then i can go in start from point a and slowly get to point b a big long journey and then piece it together and then write i guess if that makes sense but yeah 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 but i think that's also why i want to get into other games because every other game that i get into is going to be like a new experience and a new approach which is what keeps it interesting and there's it's almost like every other game uh is going to call for a different creative exercise i guess it's like by release gets so stale dude i feel like i'm copy and pasting even though i'm not like it's every episode is so different from each other but it doesn't feel that way to me when i'm oh making I, it.
1: yeah no i get that feeling holy shit i feel yeah. like every iron man i'm like i just did this right i literally just did this and then i watch it after putting in three or four hours of editing or 10 or whatever and i'm like Oh, I actually kind of like this. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But while I'm doing it I'm like this is just fucking it's the same. It's just right. more RuneScape content. I said this 7 episodes ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's there there's so many it's such a it's a constant mental game with yourself creating and, a series.
1: Yeah, and part of it is I am so tired of watching myself play RuneScape. Yeah. Oh
0: my god, dude. <laughs> like holy shit. I'm tired of playing RuneScape. Right,
1: right. But like, (laughs) now, like, so for the average player, imagine Mm -hmm. you played through, uh, you got online and you played for three hours and you did some quests, you did some skilling, and then you did some PVM. I don't know. Now, when I'm editing a video, I've got three hours of footage for a 12, 13, 14 minute video. Uh, And that usually results from 10 to 30 hours of gameplay. But I only recorded three hours of it. Now, you have to watch those clips like mm, 10, 11, 12 times. Yeah. Cumulatively throughout the entire editing process. And so I've done. I've watched myself play RuneScape for so many hours. It's insane. The first thing I said is, "I'm gonna gear up to go kill General Grador," and I have not done that yet. Yeah, you. you we suck. got a long. We got a long way to go before we're there. I gotta you suck. I got a lot of skilling grinds. I gotta get uh, the Verex skirt. I gotta get. Uh, an onyx
0: a a cock I got to get a cock you have to get a cock I don't have the most important part so let's take like the last like five minutes let's just talk about this podcast for anyone who's still here listening to this what we want to do with this how we're going to do it if we can come up with uh, an improvisation improv uh, an answer to that question cool Uh, yeah so this podcast is it's right now as you could see We did not have any sort of guideline here. Uh, We just sort of talk how we normally do. We're just kind of letting you guys in on this and and letting us uh, talk your face off. Uh, And if anyone listens to that, that's awesome. Um, And it's just going to be random topics and it's not always going to be RuneScape. I think that was the biggest thing, uh, the biggest transition from the original bank standing podcast I had. That was strictly RuneScape current events and uh, kind of interviewing runescape people and this is going to be it's going to have sprinkles of of runescape like that last section is is runescape but it's also us talking about like our own personal creations i guess so if something major happens in runescape we'll probably bring it up here but there's so many things in life that happen we want to talk about other shit and other games and other life events and stories so we're going to bring that to the table and uh that's what this is gonna be. So, yeah,
1: and the and the whole idea of bank standing is stand around shooting shit into the wee right. hours of the night. So uh, <clears throat> that's kind of the motivation for this. We'll probably have other guests on that are uh, that might be Runescape video content creators. We also might have other people in the YouTube space, and then we might have random people. We, you know. um
0: you meet some good people at at the grocery store sometimes. You never know when they're going to make for the best podcast guest. Who knows? Yeah. Our first podcast guest is going to kill this podcast. That's for sure. And he's also going to shit on RuneScape. So Fair. I mean, I'll shit on RuneScape all day. Me too. I love it. It's my favorite pastime. Um but yeah, I guess that's that's about it. Uh that this is episode 1. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> That, that do we have like a it.
1: jingle on the way out? I don't know. Are we going to have any kind of music tracks or anything for transitions or an intro outro? Man, if we feel like it, they'll know.
0: I think that's... <laughs> they'll know if it was in the, if it was in if the video, I guess. Any, yeah, you'll know. You'll know if there is. <laughs> that's how we're going to do this. All uh, right. And you know what? We should establish this now. Let's try. No promises. Let's try to keep this weekly. Let's try to do it. Sounds good to me. It's not I think hard. we can do it. I it's think we're an good half. guys. Hour and a half a week. Come on. I mean, granted, that's not including all the other shit we have to do that you guys don't have to put up with uh, with editing and, and that, but we can do it. We're good guys. We'll Hell, do it. Yeah. So let's do it. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, that's it. So uh, you are all bad people. <laughs> Is that a good send off? That's are you no. Agreeing? That's not good. Okay.
1: But it's the first episode, so you're allowed to screw it up.
0: Okay. You got anything for ending? Nah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next one. All right. One. Okay. We'll see you in the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Bye. <laughs>